If you're brand new to using Ableton Live, particularly using Ableton Live on stage, I have some encouraging words for you today that if you don't take to heart, you are going to struggle and have issues. But if you can understand this very early on, you're gonna have success in using Ableton Live on stage. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Behind the Space Bar. This is the podcast for those of you performing on stage with Ableton Live or hoping to perform on stage with Ableton Live. Uh, today's episode is, is gonna be a little more in the kind of philosophical, but I have some very practical takeaways for you. Um, and I think, I think today is more for people that are hoping to get started with Ableton Live. Maybe you just uh, kind of dove into this. Um, uh, maybe you're just now getting into using Ableton on stage. But I had a situation uh, recently walking through uh, with a student trying to get them ready for their first show using Ableton Live on stage um, that reminded me of a core value, a core belief I have that I think if you understand um, uh, and take this to heart, you will have success in using Ableton Live on stage. So I wanna share a little bit of that story with you today. Uh, plus I have uh, about three things I, I want to, uh, kind of practical steps that again, if you can implement, you will have success in, in getting up and started with Ableton Live. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit about uh, a student of mine, Dave. Uh, Dave, I've been working with him for probably about a month and a half now, I believe. And uh, Dave's been a musician for a very long time and uh, was working with a few different bands and they were playing quite often. You know, the pandemic hit, they, they stopped playing out live. Wanted to kind of restart stuff. And so as he, he uh, got some musicians together, um, they decided one of the things they want to do is play with tracks, use Ableton Live for tracks. That'll kind of help fill in for some of the band members that didn't make it back to, uh, or having a desire to play live again after the pandemic stuff. Um, and so they said, let's start using tracks. So Dave is an awesome dude. And he said, I'm going to be the person who spearheads this thing. I'm going to learn everything there is to know about Ableton Live um, and, and figure this out. And so Dave really has been committing himself to, to this process. And uh, so Dave became a From Studio Stage subscriber again, I think about two months ago, maybe two or three months ago, started this process and did all this in preparation for uh, a gig that they had uh, actually May 5th, um, Cinco de Mayo, great, great time to have a gig. Um, hopefully it was at a Mexican restaurant with, with lots of uh, margaritas and, and fajitas, but uh, that's neither here nor there. But so Dave was kind of getting prepped and ready for this gig he had coming, uh, coming up, first time using tracks on stage with this particular band. And uh, so Dave was, is a subscriber. Uh, he's done a couple one-on-ones with me as we're working through particular um, issues he ran into, trying to get a MIDI controller set up, uh, some issues with his particular audio interface, trying to get that sorted. So we're walking through this process and uh, about a week and a half, I believe, before Dave's first gig, uh, he sh shot me an email and uh, honestly, he was quite discouraged because he had been making a lot of progress went into his first rehearsal with tracks and had some issues. And his band obviously was kind of hesitant to the idea of using tracks, was hesitant to, is this the right thing for us? Can we rely on this? Can we trust, uh, you know, is this trustworthy? And so Dave sent me an email. Honestly, he was very discouraged. Um, you know, he, he in the email, uh, just said he, he's been you know working super, super hard. And I know he has because I've been walking through this process with him, leading him along the way, guiding him along the way. And, uh, and he's like, man, all this hard work. And it just, I had issues the first time. And um, uh, Dave sent me the email and I, I shot him a quick video back to respond. And I told him, I said, Dave, this may sound odd to you, but I'm actually super excited to see this email. And, and you may feel discouraged, but this email is very encouraging to me. 
um, because Dave is doing the work. Dave is putting in the effort. He's, he's making progress. He's really, really trying. And he hit that first roadblock. And every time you go to learn something, implement something new, there, there's a point of uh, there's a point where learning is very important, then there's a point where learning is prohibitive. And I'm going to give a couple, three things really that I want to share here in a second. Uh, and learning is, is one of those pieces that's really important. But some of us um, use learning to grow and new, uh, get new skills. Some of us use learning as a way to avoid the potential pain of actually presenting what we've learned. And what I mean by that is you'll meet some people they can tell you the exact right keyboard uh, shortcut in Ableton Live and they'll watch you do something and go, well, why did you not use that keyboard shortcut? But you ask them, oh, show me the song you're working on. Oh, well, I, I'm, I, I don't have any songs ever recorded. Oh, so do you use Ableton Live on stage with your band? Oh, I don't, I don't perform on stage with Ableton. And, and there's someone who's full of head knowledge, but they have, they, they have not actually applied that to do the work. And for some of us, that's out of a, a, a insecurity, that's out of fear, right? Instead of actually trying to apply what we're learning, we just keep learning more and more and more as opposed to actually doing the thing. Well, Dave is not one of those people. Dave is a, is a person of action, and so he's diving into that. And so one of the pieces of encouragement I had for Dave, as I said, Dave Ableton is an instrument. And that's what I want you to take away from today's episode. If you hear nothing else, if you gloss over Dave's story, if Dave's story doesn't relate to your story, and that's not necessarily the same story you have, I want you to hear that Ableton is an instrument. And that's just not a cutesy thing to say, and that's not like a marketing phrase that uh, you know Ableton's gonna take and apply and be like, you know, your laptop is now your instrument. I really do believe and mean Ableton is your instrument. And here's one of the reasons why I say that, is it takes time. So particularly in Dave's story, in Dave's kind of email where he felt really discouraged, one of the things he said was, I've been working nonstop, I finished things up just in time for rehearsal, uh, about an hour before rehearsal. We walked into rehearsal, I set everything up, we tried it out and it had issues. And I said, Dave, uh, again, you may feel discouraged by this, but let's break down your email just for a moment. And I'm not picking on Dave, I wasn't picking on Dave then, I'm not picking on Dave now. But Dave said, I, I've worked and worked and worked and I finished up about an hour before rehearsal. And I said, Dave, let's put this in a different context. Let's imagine you're talking about guitar. Uh, you decide, hey, I want to learn to play guitar. So you go out, you buy an acoustic guitar. You've never played guitar before. You start practicing before your, your first rehearsal with your band and suddenly your fingertips hurt really bad. Maybe even your fingertips are starting to kind of break apart and, you know, and, and they're starting to bleed. It's just incredibly, incredibly painful. And so you go, well, uh, I, I, it, it's, it's this acoustic guitar. I bought the wrong thing. I'm going to go, I need to go buy an electric guitar. So you go buy an electric guitar. You try to do the same thing. Your fingers still hurt. You don't go buy another electric guitar. You have to realize this is an instrument. It takes time. I said, it's, it's the same thing as deciding you want to play a show in a month. You've never played guitar before. And suddenly you want to learn the solo to Freebird. No, it takes steps. You've got to learn to tune your guitar. You've got to learn to change your guitar strings. You've got to learn basic musical scales, right? You've got to learn those 12 notes that we all have to learn. Uh, then you have to learn the only scale any guitar player knows, which is the minor pentatonic scale, uh, to actually solo. Uh, and then you have to learn the notes on the neck and you've just got to get comfortable. But more important than that, you've got to do the reps. And so what I told Dave when I was trying to encourage Dave in is, Dave, you said you finished up an hour before rehearsal. Imagine if you had just bought a brand new guitar and the first time you ever opened it up, you, it was an hour before rehearsal. You would have issues with that guitar. It would take, it would feel awkward. You, you wouldn't feel comfortable playing it, right? You're putting the strap 
uh, on the guitar and put it on you, it just wouldn't like feel comfortable. You've got to break it in. You've got to break in the strings a bit. It, it takes a while. It takes reps. And so I tried to encourage Dave that you've got to think about Ableton as an instrument. And so you certainly are going to have issues the first time you connect a MIDI controller, an audio interface, a set that you just built that you haven't run through all the way. Bring it into rehearsal and try it for the first time. You certainly will have issues you're certainly going to run into uh, particular things. And that's exactly what happened with Dave. So I encouraged Dave and I said, Dave, you're on the right track, you've got to keep at it. What you need to do is simplify, you need to commit to what you've got, just get the reps in, right? You need to say, this Ableton is my, Ableton is my instrument, I built my set, I'm gonna run through every single song in my set, make sure my routing is correct, put in the effort, and then once I know that that's correct, then I'm gonna add my MIDI controller and take it one step at a time, use the most simple uh, uh, you know, process available to control that, and then I'm just gonna get the reps in, right? Because what I've seen with a lot of people that are getting started with Ableton Live is they believe this is something that they can learn and master within one month, because it's on a computer. It's not a real instrument, let's be honest. It's just a, it's a computer program. I'll have students that sign up and say, hey, um, um, I, I'm signing up just for a month, I'm gonna cancel after a month because we have a show coming up and I've gotta learn and master Ableton. And guess what they do? They start on tracks 301. And for those of you who don't know, I have a tracks 101, 201, 301 courses. Those students don't stick around and they don't have success with Ableton because what happens is it's like saying, hey, uh, I wanna learn how to play guitar and the first thing you try to learn is the guitar solo to Freebird or uh, Cliffs of Dover by Eric Johnson, like I'm trying to think of examples, or Eruption by Eddie Van Halen, whatever it is, as opposed to saying, I just need to get comfortable with my instrument. I need to learn the essentials, the basics of my instrument before I can go and do the flashy, cool stuff, right? So that was my encouragement to Dave. And you know what's really, really cool is I reached out to Dave uh, as I'm recording this a couple of days ago, and I said, Dave, how did the show go? And he said, you know what, it went great. He said, I had some issues with Ableton, but it wasn't an issue with Ableton. It was an issue with uh, me being you know, completely um, uh, uh, sure of what I was doing when I hit next song. It was actually a different song and that's because I hadn't hit next song enough times. Um, it had nothing to do with Ableton itself, had nothing to do with the software. He's still learning that instrument, but he said the show was a success. They had tons of people. Dave is encouraged and he is still cranking on it. And I believe you will continue to keep cranking on it and you'll continue to make progress. Again, if you can take to heart the fact that Ableton is an instrument, it's going to take time. Now, before we wrap up, I have three things I wanna share that I think are gonna help you in this process that are gonna help you really uh, practically apply what I just said. Ableton is an instrument, what does that mean for us? Before I get to that though, I wanna encourage you if you're just getting started, um, using Ableton on stage for tracks takes a, a different um, set of knowledge, a, a different set of skills than using Ableton in the studio to produce, to make beats, to do sound design with. It's even a different skill set, a different path than using Ableton as a live looping artist. So if you want these skills, if you want a head start, head to from studio to stage.com slash template. When you're there, you're gonna see my free uh, track template that I put together that works with every version of Ableton Live that you can download. Plus, when you get that, you're gonna get access to my free six-day email course where, again, just like learning an instrument, I'm gonna take you from the beginning. I'm gonna work you to the point where you're gonna learn how to format each of your songs with my template. Then you'll take each of those songs and create a, uh, a full, uh, Ableton Live file for your show that you can use on stage. So if you're looking to use Ableton Live on stage, 
It's going to take longer than a month, I hate to tell you, but the best first step you can do and take is to head to fromstudiostage.com slash template, download that free template, get started on that free six-day email course where I'll walk you through step-by-step. We take it slow. In fact, some it, it's too slow for some people and they may email and go, I want to get to the end. And that my encouragement to them is it's going to take time. Commit to this process. I know you're frustrated and you want to learn Cliffs of Dover but it's gonna take time. Before you learn Cliffs of Dover, you gotta learn to tune your guitar. So from cdsh.com slash templates, the best way to get started and it's completely free. Okay, so here's three things, um, three practical pieces of encouragement I have for you, hopefully, um, in kind of the practical application of if Ableton is an instrument, then what does that mean for us? Number one, it means you need to learn. Um, yes, it's a computer program. Yes, you've used Ableton Live in the studio and you use it every single day to record. Yes, you've used Ableton Live as a live looping artist. Uh, yes, you've used Ableton Live for sound design uh, to uh, uh, control keyboards on stage, whatever. But using Ableton Live on stage for tracks is a completely different process. It's why I teach and tell people uh, you need to use Arrangement View for tracks as opposed to using Session View. And some people fight me on that and they go, Will, you have no idea what you're talking about. Yes, there's a lot of things in life I don't know what I'm talking about. This is one of the very few that I do know what I'm talking about because it takes a different set of skills, a different worldview to approach Ableton Live this way. So you need to learn. Um, a couple things I had in there, like first bit of that, let's call it 1A, you need to start simple and you need to commit. I just, as I'm recording this, redid my Live 101 tracks course. And the goal of that course is to teach people the fastest way possible to start using Ableton Live. And that's one of the things I encourage Dave, as I said, Dave, um, you cannot continue to try to re-add skills and re-add skills and re-add skills because the most important thing right now is that you start simple, you commit to the process and get the reps in. The most important piece and encouragement of Ableton Live being an instrument that you hopefully can hear and take away is that you need reps. You need to continually practice. You need to continually do this over and over. But what you cannot do is start to learn Ableton as soon as it gets hard, go, oh, I need to learn how to uh, create a stop track. Oh, I need to learn how to uh, have Ableton Live fade my click out if something were to go wrong. Oh, I need to learn to have Ableton Live, uh, have pads in between songs so we can have really great transitions. You know, I need to have Ableton Live control lyrics for my teleprompter. No, 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 no. You need to learn how to tune your guitar first. So start simple and commit. Second piece of this, um, add skills in a, what I'm, I'm calling a modular way. And you may think modular synth, how does this relate? But stack skills, right? So the very first thing that your band has to have and know and be comfortable with before you add tracks and use an Ableton line for tracks in is you have to have in-ears. You have to be running in-ears, know how to mix in-ears and be very comfortable and confident in doing that. Second thing you have to do is you have to be comfortable and confident playing with a click track. No, I didn't say playing to a click track, but playing with a click track, there is a big difference. If your band's never played live with a click track, please do not start trying to use uh, tracks. Because as soon as you do, your drummer is going to say, that thing's speeding up and slowing down. And you go, no, 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 the click's kind of, no, no, I swear, I've got perfect timing. Uh, it's speeding up, slowing down. Or they're going to say, ah, click is for uh, the studio. We don't need click. Just hit go on the tracks. We'll be fine. Or you'll make some silly decision like only letting the drummer hear click. The rest of the band is playing and the drummer's trying to lock into the click and everyone's playing all over the place and not listening. You, you want to make this a smooth process. So you uh, need to do the proper skills in the proper order. Add them in a modular light. Ears, click, then tracks, and then you can get into freedom and flexibility. You can get into creating a connected stage, but you got to do it in the right order, right? So number one, you need to learn. Now, 
um, a kind of bonus piece here, I mentioned this earlier, do not use learning as a crutch and do not use learning as an excuse to get the reps in. Because this is what I see for some people. They're so afraid of making mistakes. They're so afraid of actually going and doing the work that they just continue to learn and learn and learn and learn and learn and they never actually apply it. Knowledge uh, unapplied is useless, but knowledge applied is, is mastery and that's craft. And that's how people uh, uh, get really good at what they're doing. They get knowledge and then they apply it, right? So number one, you need to learn. You have to commit to learning, but don't use learning as a crutch. Number two, you need to practice. What does that mean? Well, when you have your guitar, there's practice, there's rehearsal, right? You spend some time with your guitar learning the parts. You practice playing the part. You play along with a backing track. You play along with a track. Um, you work on your, your scales. You know, you do fingerboard exercises, right? When I was the head of the guitar program, uh, at a school, we, we had exercises that we would do every time before a lesson that students needed to learn, internalize, and get really comfortable with to, to warm up, to get their fingers warmed up. Um, you need to do the same thing with Ableton. So I encouraged Dave, I said, Dave, you finished building your set an hour before rehearsal, of course there's gonna be issues because what you didn't have time to do is go back through and listen to every single song to make sure it worked. Now, if you follow the three-part framework for using tracks and you've devoted some time and put some reps into that process, then you'll be confident that it's gonna work and you don't have to every single time you build a set, spend hours listening back through the set, but that's after months and months or years and years of learning and applying that process. Your very first time, you're just learning it. You're gonna make a mistake. There's gonna be routing uh, incorrect some, somewhere. There's gonna be a song that is supposed to be in six that you forgot to put the time signature change in and it's not gonna sync up to the grid. That's not because you're stupid, that's not because you're an idiot, it's because you're just learning the instrument. You, you, you can't be mad at your guitar for being out of tune uh, when you're trying to learn the solo to Freebird when you don't even know how to tune your guitar, right? It's not because you're an idiot, it's because you're a beginner. So start at the beginning and master the essentials before you move on. So you need to practice. So before you even get into rehearsal, and I wanna draw a really big distinct, distinction between practice and rehearsal, before you ever bring this in with your band and start rehearsing, you need to practice. What does that mean? That means a burn-in situation. And by burn-in, I mean set it up exactly like you will have it for your live show and for a rehearsal and rehearse. If you have a MIDI foot switch, uh, foot controller, Morningstar MCA, Looptimus, set it on the ground and control it with your feet. And what you'll notice is, oh, that's a different experience than trying to hit it with my hands. And you may go, I made this way too complicated. There's a screen on this controller, but it's too far down now. I could see it here. I can't see it when it's on the ground. That's what I mean by practice. You've got to get the reps in and practicing. Set up all your equipment just like you were going to rehearse with it and run the entire set. And then once you're done running it, maybe run it again, maybe even potentially run it a third time because you want to get so confident that you're completely sure nothing is going to go wrong because you have double, triple checked everything. Again, the amount of time you have to spend on practice goes down the longer you've played that instrument. But in the beginning, you can't expect to stand on stage and nail the solo if you've devoted zero time to practicing. Again, I've found it very helpful. If you can go back to that analogy of Ableton being an instrument, these things will just go, well, duh, of course. Of course you had issues. That's what I told Dave. Dave, of course you had issues, but that means you are committed to the process and you're applying the process and that's a good thing, okay? Uh, number three, you need to rehearse, right? Um, and then tied into that, you need to use it live. And the whole piece of this is reps, right? The key word here is reps. So number one, you need to learn. Number two, you need to practice. Then number three, you need to rehearse and use it live. 
And by that, I mean the very first time you rehearse with your band, you're likely going to have issues. But the second time, you're going to have less issues. And you're going to spend more time in practice between that first rehearsal and the second rehearsal, and you'll have less issues rehearsing. The first time you go step on stage and use that live, hopefully you have no issues, but at some point in that process, you will have some sort of issue. Your audio interface doesn't connect because you have a bad USB cable. Uh, your audio routing is incorrect because you had it routed for rehearsal and not routed for live once you got to the venue and you were so stressed when you were setting up that you forgot to reroute. And so the click went out to front of house and everyone stared at you like, what are these people doing? That's going to happen, but you've got to get those reps in. So you've got to commit You've got to do the reps. The reps are part of mastery of your instrument. Um, but I hope, I hope this is encouraging to you. Again, if you're just getting started, I hope the idea and the thought that Ableton is an instrument is encouraging to you. Um, uh, apply these principles. Again, learn. Devote the time to practice. Devote the time to rehearsal and using it live and get those reps in. And if you do, you will be successful. If you want to be successful even faster, again, head to from studiotostage.com slash template, download my free track template, and then take my free six-day email course to learn to apply that template successfully. You don't have to figure this out on your own. You don't have to try to figure out what the best way is. I've done the work. I've, I've seen the glory, and I'm bringing it back to you to say this is the way to do it. So follow the proven process and you're gonna have success. Now, if you like this content, if you wanna continue the journey of learning how to use Ableton Live on stage, uh, then do me a favor, two things you could do. Uh, number one, subscribe to this YouTube channel if you happen to be watching and listening on YouTube and hit the bell icon so you know exactly when I post new content. I don't want you to miss out. So if you do that, you will be in the loop, pun intended, and you will see every new piece of content that I release. And number two, if you happen to be watching or listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, do me a favor, subscribe, follow the show, and leave a rating or review. Um, those really help the show to be discovered. And most importantly, no matter where you're watching, where you're listening, if you enjoyed this content, if you think of someone that could use this, could maybe use a little bit of encouragement, um, then share this with them. The best way to grow, the best form of marketing is word of mouth. So use that mouth. That's a really weird way to end this. Use that mouth to share the word about this episode. Oddest, weirdest ending to a podcast effort, but there you have it, folks. So hope you're encouraged today. Ableton is your instrument. Keep up the good work, and we'll see you on the next one. Take care, everybody. Bye.